0: Hey, what's up, Insiders? Today's episode is sponsored by Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It loves a plot twist and also putting away money for retirement since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever. I'm sorry. So listen, listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you
1: will thank you. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further.
2: So I recommend people that, you know, I mean, education right now is free. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much information out there. Just take the time to really look things up, Mm -hmm. you know, and also really ask questions. I think that a lot of people never ask the question, why? We're just living life and not understanding why am I waking up every day? Why am I just going to work? Is it just to pay the bills? Why am I here? You know, I start asking myself those kind of questions. And I realized that my life is not gonna be summarized in waking up, going to work, paying my bills and dying because that's literally how a people leave. So when I realized that, and then I was like, nah, man, there gotta be a better way of living. The wholesaling is a hustle. And that's maybe one of the reasons why I had to transition into buying apartments. It's because I was kind of tired of the hustle, even though I had an actual business and systems, but it still feels like a hustle, you know? But um, in 2019, actually, after my first year wholesaling and hustling, closing deals that way, I realized that I'm only as good as my last deal. Because after you close a deal or you close a couple deals, you gotta, it's like you starting over. You gotta chase the next seller and that kind of stuff, right? So in 2019, that's when I realized that I can build wholesaling into an actual business. There is a difference between a hustle and an actual business, right? So to build a business, I had to learn how to build a business. So I already had the product, which was real estate. I already figured out what the strategy is, but I needed a team around me. So what I end up doing is, I hire, I outsource the lead acquisition, which is like the marketing. Save to invest. Save because you're gonna get opportunities to invest. Save for something positive. Never save for rainy days because you're gonna get the rainy days. You know. So yes, the universe gives you what you're thinking about, or all the time. time. Never miss. It never. There are some, and it doesn't matter what you believe in. Whether you're Christian, Muslim, I don't care. These are principles that work, Universal. Reg- Universal. they just work regardless of what you believe in. So yeah, you gotta really, you're right, man. Like you gotta be careful how you, what you signal to the universe.
0: Hey, wait, 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 wait. I know you wanna watch this next video, but listen, if you are an entrepreneur, business coach, business consultant, or a small business owner who has a story and wants to learn how to create multiple streams of income from your story, I need you to text me right now, my book, to 646-687-4152. That is my personal number. I have been an author for over 12 years. I've written 10 books. Four of them have been bestsellers, and I've sold over 100,000 books. But I've also helped a lot of my clients Take their expertise and put it into a story, then create multiple streams of income from that. So I wanna help you do the same thing. So text my book to 646 687 4152. right, all right, let's go back to the video. Right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Listen, the coronavirus pandemic caused massive disruption in the business world. It left the business world in a state of uncertainty and caused investors and people who wanted to start a new venture to have to rethink but despite the uncertainty the pandemic brought, it did not deter entrepreneur Benny Fuello from creating a real estate company that has already achieved seven figures and beyond. Born in Congo and moved to the United States after graduating high school, not knowing any English, and still worked his way to building a multi-million-dollar real estate empire. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, insiders, we got my guy Benny Fuelo, in the building. Oh my guy, love it, man! What's going love on, it. man?
2: I'm doing great, man. Man, man. I,
0: so I love uh, your story. I mm-hmm. love um, introducing to our insiders. Um, stories of triumph, stories mm-hmm. of people who have not, um, who, who weren't born with a silver spoon mm-hmm. in their mouth, who had a lot of adversity, um, but despite that, they were able to um, kind of get to that next level and, and create a life of abundance in real time. Absolutely. Um, and so I want to go into your story because I love real estate. Mm-hmm. I know, I mean, what you've been able to do in real estate in such a short period of time mm-hmm. is remarkable. So I want to talk about that. But before we get started, in your words, for anybody who doesn't know, mm-hmm. who is Benny Fue- Fuelo?
2: I love that question. You know, uh, Benny Fuelo is just a kid from the Congo. Mm-hmm. I was born in the Congo and moved to France when I was four years old. Came to the U.S. Uh, when I was nineteen years old, mm-hmm. and like you said, man, I couldn't say a word of English. But I, I've always been an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I came here in the U.S. You know to you know participate in the American dream, you know? Not the American dream that the bank is selling us, but I'm talking about the real American dream, Mm. you know? So I've been working hard and, uh, you know, I'm here and I'm still working and enjoying the journey, you know?
0: And and, and you you said something there, you said not the American dream that the bank is selling, but Mm -hmm. the real American dream. Explain that for me.
2: So that's a great question, by the way. So like the the banks, you know, I mean, it's been years in America, you know, they're deploying this massive PR campaign Mm -hmm to make people believe that when you buy your single-family single, single family house, like your primary residence, then you're achieving the American dream, mm-hmm. you know? But that's the biggest lie because, in reality, if you under mortgage right now, you end up paying double the value of the house in 30 years. So right. only the bank is really benefiting from it, you know? So I'm the guy that really want to tell people, like, hey, look, you need to invest your money first mm. before you actually buy your primary residence because, in fact, it's really a liability. Wow. You know, it has its advantages. Clearly, you can have some equity and you can... Uh, you know, you can bore against it to invest, but really, you gotta invest first. Yeah. You know, make sure that your investments are paying for your primary residence and any other liability for that matter. Yeah. So yes, that's what I mean. You know.
0: And and, and I see, it's 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 tough, right? Yeah. Because as you know, I, I was a baker mm-hmm. uh, for 15 years, um, and that was the that was the dream mm-hmm. that we sold people. Right. Mm-hmm. We sold people on this dream of you work hard, mm-hmm. you make money, um, and then you buy a house, right? Yeah. And then you li- like you're like you living in this beautiful house, but now you almost created a jail for yourself, yep. right? Because now you have these responsibilities. You have this home, right? Mm-hmm. this single family home. Um, you now, um, you know, if you decide to get married, yep. if you d- decide to have kids, you now are raising your kids in this home. But now you're in jail almost to this job, yep. because if you outgrow the job, you can never go anywhere because mm-hmm. you have to start making this money in order to take care of this household. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I became an entrepreneur, I then um, realized that not nah, that doesn't make any sense. Yep. What makes sense is we need to you know change our relationship with money, mm-hmm. where you know money should be working hard for us. Um, and when you when you say invest first, yep. um, it's, it's really investing in uh, something that sustains your lifestyle so you don't have to depend on your physical labor. Absolutely. How do you um, how did you get that mindset, though? Right. Yeah. As somebody coming in, um, you know, fresh, mm-hmm. you know, into the country, don't you don't speak English, mm-hmm. um, you're being sold same, you know, same way, yeah. I'm assuming you're being sold this American dream. How did you get to the point where you said, nah, this is, they're lying. This is a, a mm-hmm. big PR stunt that the banks yeah. are using.
2: I mean, it's, uh, I mean, that's, it was through education. Mm. You know, like clearly, like like you say, I was sold the same thing and I was aspiring to the same thing. I wanted to work hard, go to school, buy this house and just work, you know, a career. I wanted to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an industrial engineer. I was dreaming to work. At Comcast, by the way, because I was employed at Comcast and at some point Mm -hmm. I wanted to stay there for 40 years and become an executive at some point. I mean, that's what I wanted, you know, but through education and trying a few things and I just realized that it didn't make sense. Mm. So I recommend people that, you know, I mean, education right now is free. Like Mm. there's so much information out there. Just take the time to really look things up. You know, and also really ask questions. I think that a lot of people never ask the question, why? Yeah. We're just living life and not understanding why am I waking up every day? Why am I just going to work? Yeah. Is it just to pay the bills? Yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. You know, I start asking myself that, that, those kind of questions. And I realized that my life is not gonna be summarized in waking up, going to work, paying my bills and dying. Because that's literally how how people leave. So when I realized that, then I was like, nah man, there gotta be a better way of living, you know, and through investing, and that's you know that's essentially how and, I make so, the shift and, in my life.
0: And so take us take us to the to the end, right? Yeah. Meaning, where are you today from yeah. a real estate investment perspective? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your your portfolio.
2: So right now I have 214 doors, mm. uh, multi-family. I, I heavily invest in multifamily. Yeah. So now there are two um, legs or two verticals of my business. I have the single-family uh, part of my business and the multifamily part of my business. Mm -hmm. On the single family side, it's just quick flips. Mm -hmm. You know, I strategically buy some houses and flip them, resell them for a quick profit. It can be 50,000, a hundred thousand, something like that. Mm -hmm. But on the multifamily side, these are the assets that I actually hold because it makes more sense for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more scale, it's more money. So right now, yes, I have 214 doors, multifamily, five apartment complexes. I'm at currently in the process of buying another 60 units. So it's gonna be, you know, you can do the math, it's maybe 274 doors mm-hmm. by the end of the, this month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what I have right now. It's worth over $35 million. Nice. So yes.
0: And, and, and how, so take, take me to your journey, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you're born in the Congo, yes. you go to France, yes. you end up in the United States. I know you did, you, you were in India. Like, talk to me about your, your, your journey. Oh, how'd, man. You, how, how, how'd you get here?
2: So I was in the Congo, my dad is in politics still, right? Mm-hmm. So I think in 1997, uh, there was a transition of power in the Congo. I mean, if you're familiar with Africa, you will know that like a lot of countries are not stable. There's yeah. always an overturn and freaking, there's always something going on, right? So my dad being in politics kind of saw some things coming and took us away from the country and we went to France. So we essentially flee the country. Mm-hmm. So we went to France and I stayed there until I was 12 years old and went back to the, went back to the Congo and from 12 years old to 18 years old, I was kind of going back and forth between the Congo and France. So that means I did some high school in the Congo, some high school in France, which is I'm very grateful for because it kind of allowed me to be diverse culturally. Yeah. And um, when I was 18 years, actually 17, I graduated high school, so I knew at the time I won a lottery actually to come to the US, mm-hmm. but I had to go through a process of being vetted, right? So when I was 17, I won the lottery, super random, which I will tell you about, mm-hmm. to come to the US. So right, I'm like, okay, do I go to college in France mm-hmm. or do I just wait until I go to the US? So I had about two years to kind of like kill. Yeah. And one of my buddies is like, yo, bro, like let's just go to a country that we've never been before. And I told my dad, hey, I wanna go somewhere. And my friend said, let's go to India. So I go to India, I stayed there for uh, almost a year, really nine months. I stayed in India and then uh, from India, go back to the Congo. And that's when I embarked on my journey to come to the US wow. when I was 19. So came to the US, bro, could not say a word of English, man. Mm. Got lost in the, um, the New York airport mm. because I missed my flight to Atlanta. So I didn't even know what to do. You know, like that's literally how it started. So, and that was the day I was like, you know what? I got to learn English. Mm. So I locked in for six months to just focus on the language. Mm-hmm. I was like a baby, I felt lost. Like that was literally starting my life over at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn the language and from there, I went to school and sky's the limit from that. Wow. You know?
0: and then from 19 to now, yes. uh, you have am- amassed assets uh, worth $35 million. Yes. How did you get into real estate?
2: So, um, So I'm 19 years old following the traditional routes, my cousin that actually I was living with was doing real estate. So that was essentially the seed that he already planted. Just knowing that he was doing real estate, I already had some sort of interest in it, but I never participated in real estate at that time because I wanted to go to school, get a job, like I mentioned earlier. But I got laid off eventually uh, from my job in 2017. I was a high-performing salesman, I was doing everything right, but I still got let off. And I was really pissed off, that's why I got into real estate. I was so pissed off at corporate America, and I was 24 years old at the time. I was so pissed off, I was like, you know what, I'm never working for anybody else. I made, my promi- I made that promise to myself, and I had to kind of think about a few strategy, and I thought about my cousin, what he was doing in real estate, and uh, I started YouTube University, researching a few strategies, and I came across wholesaling which is essentially flipping contracts. You know, you find a property for $100,000 and you find a cash buyer that's willing to pay 120,000 and you make $20,000, you know? And that was like a low barrier to entry to the real estate business because I didn't need a lot of money. I didn't need my cash credit and all this stuff. So it made sense for me at the time because I got laid off, I have no money. So I started wholesaling in 2018. Uh, Three months later, I closed my first deal. I made $50,000. And following two weeks, I closed another deal. I made $16,000. And that was real to me. I was like, you know what, I'm never looking back. And I wholesale for four years and made a lot of money, man. Like in 2020, 2020 and 2021 during COVID, we made $4 million. So $2 million in 2020 and $2 million in 2021. From
0: wholesaling? From
2: wholesaling. At that point, I'm not even buying any, I'm not holding any assets other than, uh, at that point I probably had two houses, my primary residence and another house that I ended up selling anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so in 2022, that's when I realized, okay, I'm, I'm getting all this cash mm-hmm. and I have all these connections. I need to start holding assets. Mm-hmm. So that's when I, you know, I met my mentor, Ed Bolden. He had a mentorship program called The List. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, look, man, I got some money. I got some knowledge. I want to start holding an apartment because he was buying a lot of apartments here in Alana. Mm-hmm. And he told me, well, you know, I'll I help you out. You know, so I paid the mentorship fee. You know, you got to pay to play. Right. And got in and bought my first building, 17 units. And literally in six months, I bought $20 million worth of real estate. Wow. I just went crazy. I, I closed 17 units. I closed 7 units. I closed 24 units. I closed 80 units. I just yeah. been, like, buying.
0: Yeah. You know? And so, and so I want to unpack that a little bit for my insiders who are listening. Um, because a lot of people who want to get into real estate, um may not have money to do it right mm-hmm. um, and, I, and, and you know wholesaling has been something that like you said is a, a low uh, barrier of entry yeah. uh, because literally it's just you being the middleman yes. right so you know you as a you know whoever wants to wholesale you find somebody who um, is is a motivated buyer, motivated mm-hmm. seller um, who wants to sell their their property
2: yeah.
0: uh, you find somebody who's motivated who wants to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you become the bridge between those two, yep. um, and what you are, what you do is, uh, you are able to, you know, uh, secure that contract from yes. whoever's selling the, the place. Uh, you sell it, you know, and you put your whatever your fee is mm-hmm. on top of it, and And now, when you sell it or, or you, you you assign the contract, yes. you make, uh, you know, you make money from there, um, and that's powerful because. Not only were you, you know, you were able to become the middle person, but you also did it at such a high level mm-hmm. that you were making millions of dollars, right, yes. from that. Um, did you have, like, what was your, did you have any type of system? Like, how do you, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I, I, I know, you know, people who are wholesalers. Yes. Um, and it's a hustle, right? Yes. They always hustle and they're always on the grind. Um, and it's hard to scale that type of mm. business unless you have a system, right? Mm. And so talk a little bit about, you know, like did you have a system? How did you um you know scale your wholesaling business Two, two, like two million, four million $4 million?
2: Yes, that, that, I mean, that's a great question because clearly wholesaling is a hustle. And that's maybe one of the reasons why I had to transition into buying apartments is because I was kind of tired of the hustle, even though I had an actual business and systems, but it still feels like a hustle, you know? But um, in 2019, actually, after my first year wholesaling and hustling, closing deals that way, I realized that I'm only as good as my last deal. Because after you close a deal or you close a couple of deals, you gotta, it's like you starting over, you gotta chase the next seller and that kind of stuff, right? So in 2019, that's when I realized that I can build wholesaling into an actual business. There is a difference between a hustle and an actual business. Right. So to build a business, I had to learn how to build a business. So I already had the product, which was real estate. I already figured out what the strategy is, but I needed a team around me. So what I end up doing is I hired, I outsource the lead acquisition, which is like the marketing. Wow. So we had a few marketing sources. We were doing SMS, cold call calling, and mail. And I hired virtual assistants. At that point, I had 40 cold call callers. I had 40 virtual assistants between Colombia and um, um, Philippines. Wow. So I had 40, uh, 40 call callers. So they were just, their job was solely to call and pre-qualify sellers. The mistake a lot of wholesalers do is they will hire a virtual assistant and they will turn them into acquisitions managers. That's a mistake because they're not familiar with, with the numbers here. They're not familiar with the culture in the US. So you gotta make sure that they is streamlined for them. You know, Their job was just call them and figure out if they're interested in selling and figure out what the ballpark number is. And we give them some metrics to see if it's a qualified lead or not. And their job is just to push it to the next part of the business, which is the acquisitions team. Even before, actually before the acquisitions team, we had like a lead manager that was kind of filtering the lead, so they will call them to prepare them for the acquisitions team, right? So again, we have the cold callers and the SMS outbound. They will send a lot of SMS to people. The lead manager will look at everything to make sure these are good leads and will push it to acquisitions manager. So I have four acquisition managers. They will call them and negotiate the deal and talk more into like, you know, bill report and all the stuff, and they will send them the contract. And as soon as the contract is signed, is pushed to my transaction coordinator. My transaction coordinator, Erica actually, that still works for me, shout out to Erica. Mm-hmm. She will work with the disposition team. Oh. The disposition team now is the these are the people that are working, building relationships with buyers. Oh. Their job is to always marketing, uh, always a uh, network with buyers, literally like they gotta be on the phone calling new buyers in town, hedge funds, or Mr. John from around the corner that wanna buy a house, real estate agent, that's their job. My transaction coordinator is the liaison between the acquisitions team and the dispositions team and the closing attorney. So that's literally the the, the system that I built, right? And then of course you have softwares that we use as well. You know, I can give away some stuff. So we have launch control for SMS that we're using. And we had call tools, or, or um, what was that called again? It was call tools and another one I forgot, I'm sorry. But it's call tools for cold calling. And we have investor fuse for our CRM, we were managing everything. And we have lead Sherpa for SMS as well with launch control. And we have a pipe drive. Pipe drive was essentially our disposition uh, management and transaction management. So these are the software that we're using, plus a very solid team. And you know we kind of took it to millions of dollars. You know,
0: uh, I, I love that because. Um, and then you'll appreciate this because it's the the African proverb that says, yes. if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Go, go together, right? yeah. Um, and, and that's literally, um, you know, what, what you're demonstrating, right? Mm-hmm. You started out. When you are uh, when you are alone and you're 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 on the grind, yeah. you're literally hustling. Yeah. But if you want to build, you know, a seven-figure business or eight figure, whatever, if you really if you want to just build a business, yeah. you have to have a team around you. Um and I always I always talk about um the, the, the do document delegate, mm-hmm. you know, the three D's of scaling um, a business is you know, first you had to do it. You yep. had to hustle, right? You had mm-hmm. to do it in order to know um what to document Mm -hmm. right because once you do it you understand what works trials and errors what's not working where the Mm -hmm. pain points are then the second d is for you to 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 document Mm -hmm. now you document you create a standard operational procedure this is how 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 it works and then now you delegate you delegate through software you delegate through teams you find you know the people and the systems and things that could actually help Duplicate you Mm -hmm. and that's how you scale that's how you got to the next the next the next level by, by following following that mark so now right like you said you realize you're only as good as your last deal yeah you have this system of wholesaling it's working um it's giving you a lot of cash flow um you take that cash and you say uh i'm going to to invest in real estate mm-hmm. right and i'm a buy and hold it mm-hmm. uh which means that you're gonna buy it you're not gonna flip it yeah. you're not right you're gonna hold on to it and then you're gonna rent it out and people are going mm-hmm. to uh, pay you rent and that's gonna increase your cash flow as well mm-hmm. um at what point do did you use like are you using other people's money mm-hmm. in order to obtain these properties or are you all you know Wu
2: Tang, Cash rules <laughs> everything around. Nah, I'm using other people's money. <laughs> okay, yeah. So obviously, my first deal, I had to kind of, you know, come with something, you know, because, yeah. I mean, you gotta kind of like prove yourself and prove to other people that you can really do it. Yeah. So for my first deal, I started small. I had a sev- I bought a 17 unit. So I had one of my friends that was already investing with me when we were doing fix and flip because as I'm wholesaling, I'm also flipping houses, mm-hmm. right? So. So she would give me some money, and I would flip some houses, pay her some dividend on that. And uh, I told her, I was like, hey, look, I'm trying to buy a building now. So she gave me some money, but I brought half of the money. Mm. So just, that was my first deal. But since then, I, I always raise money. I don't use my money anymore. Oh. Uh, because, I mean, I, raising money is essentially that offer investors a business opportunity yep. to get into a you know 50-unit deal or 80-unit oh. deal, and they'll get paid back you know, their principal plus some interest, you know? Okay. So it's a good, it's an, it's an opportunity for everybody. And the way I do it is also, it comes with opportunities to teach them how they can buy the buildings. Right. Because I strongly believe that everybody should do real estate. Right. Like that's really my mission. I want to make sure everybody get into real estate. I don't care what you do. Yeah. So my investors, not only they invest with me, but I also teach them how they can buy the buildings. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I, so I, lo- I, I, love, I love that. And I'll and I unpack a, a, a lot of mm-hmm. that because... Uh, that was one of the main things that I learned. Mm-hmm. That um, any wealthy person, regardless of how they made their money, mm-hmm. in order to sustain and maintain wealth, they got into real estate. Yes, right. There's a good book um, by Ray Kroc um, that was based on the movie mm-hmm. The Founder. Yeah. Um, you know, called Grinding It Out, mm-hmm. where he's talking about you know how I mean the movie didn't really you know the, the movie tried to depict him. As somebody who stole, mm-hmm. or you know, if, if you watch it from a different eye, it looks like he stole McDonald's from the McDonald's brother, but mm-hmm. that's not the true mm-hmm. story. And I guess they had to do that for you know to sensationalize it. Um, but when you look at the movie, um, even McDonald's, a lot of people don't realize that McDonald's mm-hmm. is not in the hamburger business. In the, in
2: the, the real estate business, business yeah.
0: Right. Um, and so I agree with you that that anybody um, who is uh, looking for true sustainable wealth. Uh, you have to be in real estate, right? Yes. You have to own uh, most, you know, people need places to live. Mm-hmm. A business needs a place to, to conduct their business, yes. right? Everything is, is connected to real estate. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, so I love that. And so, um, you know, are you, when, when you when you say you raise, you're raising funds, mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to acquire these, these properties, um, are you um, going to banks? Are mm-hmm. you going to only... Uh, mm-hmm. Investors, uh, and how do you, how does one like how did you get to that space to to find investors to, mm-hmm. to you know to now when you have a sort of like a potential deal mm-hmm. that you know who to go to to raise this money.
2: So right now I'm, I'm mostly doing friends and family. Yeah. I'm blessed to say I'm you know I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of friends that are doing well in life, yeah. so there was no need for me to do what you may you know, people like Grant Cardone, for example, they do syndications or they they, they raise actual funds that they, you know, register with the SEC, all that stuff. I'm not there yet, I don't do that yet because clearly I got wealthy friends. So what I do is I have a deal, Uh, I'm going to break down the deal, for example, right? My last acquisition was January. Mm. Uh, I I had, the purchase price was $6.4 million. Mm. I needed $1.8 to $2 million to do the deal. So that's my down payment. So I need $2 million to do the deal. So what I do is I can have, let's say, 400 grand that I'm willing to put in the deal and I need 1.6. I can make a couple phone calls and say, hey guys, look, I got this opportunity that I'm buying for 6.4, but the appraisal value when the asset is stabilized is $12 million. Mm-hmm. So we have all this equity upside yeah. on this deal that I'm willing to split with y'all in two years mm-hmm. when I refinance mm-hmm. for your money that you're gonna give me for the down payment. Mm-hmm. So I can call my boy Dion, for example, he's actually one of my investors. Mm-hmm. i will be like, yo Dion, Throw me a little $200,000, I'm gonna throw you an extra 100 in two years. That makes sense to him. Right. Give me 200, doesn't have to worry about it. In two years, it comes back with 50% return. Yep. And the, the returns are aggressive because these are my friends yep. and they're giving me all the money that I need. Yep. And when I refinance, I pull three, $4 million, mm-hmm. we break bread and on to the next deal. Mm-hmm. I keep it very simple. My strategy is very untraditional, you know, yeah. but it works.
0: So let me break this down for y'all, right? Yeah. Cause I, cause I want people to understand um, and I, you know, from a from a psychological perspective, mm-hmm. I always say that money isn't earned; money's created. Yes. Right. Because a lot of people, especially in our community, uh, we're taught that we have to earn money. Like we have to go and like mm. work and like 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 we, we have to do something in mm. order for money to to come to us. Um, but abundance is your birthright, and you can actually create money. Yes. And so. If I understand correctly right and I just want to like restate this mm-hmm. deal so you know our insiders could understand how Benny just literally created money and he created wealth for himself mm-hmm. right so now there's an asset right this asset is being sold for six point four million dollars mm-hmm. but the asset Uh, when stabilized, stabilized meaning like you fix it up. So fix it up,
2: or in this case, the multifamily is like when we buy properties, you know, I kind of left something out. The rent when I bought it was $900 per door. Yep. This property is already cash flowing. It's hundred percent occupied, yep. but the rent ink, the rent, the market rent is really 12, 1300. Mm, so you already it. have the value add on the rent. Yep. Yep. And of course you want to, you know, embellish the property as well. You want to fix it up. So yep. that's what I mean by stabilize. So that I means when you get the market rent yep. and the property looks appealing, got it. those two things. And, yeah. and then the goal is to do that within that two years. Within that two years. Yes. So
0: bet. Have a property, six point four million dollars. You, uh, you know, you put down the the what's, what's necessary to put down yes. is let's say two million dollars. Mm-hmm. You say, you know what? I have full. I want to have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm so I have. I'm gonna put four hundred thousand of mm-hmm. my money inside mm-hmm. of this deal. I'm gonna go to my friends and family, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna raise one point six million dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, this one point six million dollars. Everybody who gives me this 1.6, I tell them that I'll give them, you know, like I'll help them, you know, I'll give them 50% on their money, right? Mm-hmm. 200,000, you get 100,000. Mm-hmm. You give me 300,000, I give you 150 back, mm-hmm. right? So so now that's that's the deal. So this 1.6 million um, that you get will probably, you know, cost you, let's just say for, for number six, another million dollars, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So now, within that two years, your goal is to stabilize this property, mm-hmm. which is the rents, It's already cash flowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to bring the rents up from 900, 000, 900, uh dollars, dollars from to twelve, thirteen. To about twelve or thirteen. You do that, you fix it up, and so within the two years, right? People are going to have leases that come up. Mm-hmm. People are going to move out. they're going to be things that that cause this natural mm-hmm. stabilization. So you don't got to kick nobody out. Yes. This nat- you know natural stabilization. But by by two years now, um, you, you know once all of that stuff kicks in and you reevaluate the property, mm-hmm. now this property that you just bought for six point four million dollars is worth twelve million, mm-hmm. and this current mortgage that you have on it, you say, you know what, bank. We wanna I want to refi this property. Here's my current cash flow. Mm-hmm. Here's the improvements I've done on the property. Here's all of these things. So now this property is worth twelve million dollars. I want to refi. They refinance the, the they refinance it for you. And let's say you pull, you know,
2: your, 70, right, 75 percent of that 12 million dollars
0: of that twelve million. Now you have the money to pay back your investors, mm-hmm. right? So that one point six plus the million. You got 2.6 to pay back the investors, Mm -hmm. plus it's It's still cash flowing, so the cash flow is taking care of that $12 million mortgage. Mm -hmm. Now you've been able to create money that you have.
1: The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
0: And now you can take that money and
2: do it. On to the next deal, yeah. Wow. And then really to even break down the numbers, right? So when, you, when I bought, speaking of my last deal, $6 million, I put $2 million, right? Yep. So my actual loan is $4.4 million. Yeah. After two years of stabilization, I may spend another 900,000 to a mil. So by the time I'm going back to the bank, I have a loan of $5.4 million, oh. right? So when I refinance at a $12 million valuation, the bank may give me, if we are 70%, 75%, roughly somewhere around $8 million, right? Somewhere around $8 million, I'm, I didn't do the math. So I would take $8 million, pay off the first loan, right? The $5 million loan. Yeah. Now I have three mil, pay my investors and I have a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash yeah. onto the next deal. Wow. And that's if I really take 70%, but we got banks that can do 80% refinance. And, so and that and gives and me more money. Yes. You own, now you own this asset. Now I, now I own it. I have no more investors because no I, ju- more investors. I just bought you them up. Them yes. You so now I, keep, I cash flow. You know, I got some more plays that I give you. Yeah. Now I'm cash flowing for a long time and mind you, real estate is, is a cycle, right? Yeah. So this is just one refinance. In yeah. 10 years, I can refinance again because $12 million can go to $18 million. Yeah. So I can always refinance as long as the uh, the assets keep appreciating. Rent wow. is only going up. Yeah. The demand for housing is always gonna go up. Yeah. That's why you see in the city, the building, all, this, all these right. properties. So the value will always go up. So I can always refinance. Wow. Or if I don't wanna keep refinancing, I wanna pay it off. That's also an option because we can get into a principal and interest, you know, mortgage yeah. when we refinance and we're paying down the principal over time. And that's what makes sense, because I don't have to pay it off. My, my son can pay it off. My family. That's that's when we get into the generational wealth right. stuff. You know, a lot of wealthy people, man, like the buy real estate, yeah. the borrow against it yeah. and the die. Right. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, so what they do is they'll buy real estate yeah. kind of, you know, using other people's money or their money.
0: Buy, borrow,
2: die. Buy, borrow, die. That's, yeah. that's the wealth hack right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm about to explain that to you. So you buy real estate, right? You either use people's, other people's money or your own money. That's one thing. And you stabilize the asset. You go back to the bank, you borrow against it, AKA refinance, mm-hmm. right? You borrow against it because you may have to pay people or you may want to buy another property, right? So now you have this mortgage on the property that you know you have to pay. And then of course it's cash flowing and you good, you're cash flowing and you, you, you're making money. But what you need to do at that point is you need to take a life insurance policy, right, of the value of the mortgage. So in using this example, right, on my last deal, I took out a term life insurance policy for $10 million, right? Because I know when the value is $12 million and I refinance, I'm going to probably have a debt of $8 million on the property. So let me put a life insurance policy on me for ten million dollars. So if anything happens to me in the meantime, while I still have this mortgage, my life insurance policy will cash me, cash my family out, ten million dollars, and my family will pay off this mortgage. Now they're gonna have a property free and clear. You know. So the way it works is this: you have a trust, right? You have a family trust where you establish everything, right? So you set up a trust and you get uh, life insurance. And you make sure that your life insurance is in your trust. So that way, when, if anything happens to you, if you die or anything, your trust will be in charge of distributing the money as you set it with your family. So some cash goes to the family and some cash pays off the assets, you know. And um, the beautiful thing about that strategy is that you never have to really pay off a debt when you're alive right. you can just keep boring against it and you know reinvest your money right. and set your family up that when you 80 years old or 85 years old we all know we're gonna die two things are sure we're gonna all pay taxes yep. and we're all gonna die yep. so we all know we're gonna die so we want to make sure that we take care of our families when we're here and when we're not here wow. so if i'm 90 years old and god calls me back i know that i have multi-million dollars uh, life life insurance policies whether term or whole lives yeah. that are going to pay off any debt that i had wow. And my family will inherit free and clear assets. Wow,
0: that's a hack, right? Because yes. you, I mean, you—you—you you, you, you know, I mean, this is not tax advice, but you say, you know, you—you you know, two things: you go, you gotta pay taxes, you gonna die, but you don't pay taxes on debt.
2: No, not at all. So, that's...
0: so even, you know, wow. So now, so now, all this money that you borrow,
2: like, it's, you said, it's tax-free you know, money. It's tax-free money. So you're taking free, wow. tax-free money, reinvesting it. Wow. buying more assets. And um yeah, so if, you know, and then later when you die, it's paid off wow. and your family can just start the process over. Because remember when it's paid off, they can either, they can either enjoy free and clear properties yeah. or, or they can, they can a take you back to the bank, they borrow. Buy. And that's how, that's literally generational wealth. Mm, that's how you buy, do it. Borrow, die. You got to buy, borrow, buy,
0: die. die. I love it. So, 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 so take us to the adversity though, mm-hmm. right? Oh, this episode is brought to you by Abundance Water, Abundance H2O. You know, make sure natural spring water uh, by yours truly, Abundance H2O. I, I need an,
2: to- I need another one, by the way. <laughs> I need another one. <laughs> um,
0: take us to um, the adversity. Though, yes. Right. Because um, you know, myself as an entrepreneur, who um, you know, went from low income mm-hmm. housing. Um, to working a nine to five and becoming an executive, to leaving uh, the banking world and becoming an entrepreneur, um, you know, I, you know, I am, I would say I'm permanently in the one percent, if mm-hmm. you will. Absolutely. Um, and that didn't come easy for me, right? Mm-hmm. There were a lot of ups and downs, and even oddly enough, even at my level, though, mm-hmm. right? Um, as somebody who um, has done well and has. Have this knowledge and have secured some things for my family. Um, there's still some ups and downs that happen even at this level. Mm-hmm. So, talk to me about some of the adversity you had to face to kind of get to this space that you're you're at right now, mm-hmm. um, where you, you're owning 214 doors, $35 million in net worth. Like, mm-hmm. like, 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 what was that that ride? Was it a straight ride, or was there some some turbulent
2: times. Absolutely not a straight ride. Like there's no freaking way, like you know that, you know? Um, I mean, look, I can take you all the way back to even me starting previous businesses, you know? Because I mean, like I told you earlier, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Even when I had a job, I always wanted to have a side hustle and I, I could never keep a job too long. You know, and oddly enough, the only job that I actually wanted to keep, I ended up getting laid off. Yeah. So that was a sign like, hey, man, you're just not supposed to, to just work for anybody. But um, so, yeah, taking me back to even my, my previous businesses, like I started a business where I was consulting students, you know, to you know, international students to come to the U.S. That failed, you know, made me a little money and failed. You know, I had to start things over. I had to go get a job and, you know, a job that I didn't like. Uh, And I started another business, which was a trash business. I was doing like valley trash. You know, that business failed. You know, I started another business uh, that was in a car, you know, reselling cars. You know, that business failed. Almost every business for some reason that I've done before real estate failed. You know, like, so I could have given up. I could have just been like, you know what? I'm not an entrepreneur. You know, clearly I'm trying stuff. It's not working. And I I became a dad, by the way, when I was 24 years old. So I have my son that's born here, and I have all these failing businesses. Any rational person will say, you know what, Benny? Get a job. Get a job, man. Be stable, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was facing, you know, the pressure of I have a kid, I have a a wife, and... um, Man, like, but all my businesses are failing. Yeah. So that was my first challenge. A wife yeah. from Brooklyn, matter of fact. It, from Brooklyn, by yeah, the way. Yeah, she yeah. got you all know, the hustle. You know, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a, there's
0: <laughs> a different pressure that
2: comes with a wife. Different, kind of, br- different kind of pressure. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you know, different kind of pressure and yeah, different so. kind of support, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The, they were right with you, you know. Yeah. So... Um, So, yeah, man, like, so I got that kind of pressure, but I had to figure it out, you know? At the time, I also get, I get a job, right? I actually folded. I was like, you know what? I get a job and I keep the job because I have, I'm a dad, I have a wife, all that stuff. And I get laid off from the job, promise myself that I would never get another job Mm. while I still have my family, you know? So, man, listen, man, no income. I'm on credit cards, Mm. literally paying my rent on credit cards, almost getting evicted because, Like, you're trying to, like, manage all this credit card debt. Your credit is getting shot because you're not paying everything. You have no income. Like, you're going through three months of not seeing anything come in, and you have no income whatsoever. And by the way, I thought of driving Uber, but my uh, driving record was so bad that I could not even get approved to drive Uber Ah. so I could sustain my income. You know, I had my wife go out there and drive Uber, which is terrible for a man to see their woman being outside at night driving. So that's what happened, man. Like, as a man, I just felt like, man, like... It's not just working out, yeah. you know, yeah. but thank God, you know, um, he, you know three months later, I yeah. uh, closed my first deal and kind of things start looking out. But I always tell everybody, like, look, if you want to get into entrepreneurship, you cannot do it for the money. Mm. Because honestly, three months may not sound a lot for people to kind of struck gold, yeah. but I know people that it took them 12 months. I know some people, it took them two years to close their first deal. Yeah. But they just stuck to it. They, yeah. they went through the trenches. They made it happen. Yeah. Because they just enjoyed the journey. And they yeah. knew that it's going to work out one day. It was not about the money, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you can't do it for the money, man. Like, if you get into entrepreneurship, you got to be willing, honestly, especially in real estate. Yeah. If you want to get into real estate, you got to be willing to go through 12 months yeah. without closing a deal. Yeah. If you're not even ready to do it, you're not ready for real estate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: And, I, and I, I love that perspective because I think that... Um everybody with money says that. Yes. Right? <laughs> and the people who don't have money think that the people with money are saying that because they have money. But the truth is, is that's just the way it works. That's just the way it works. Because, and here's here's something that I wanna I wanna leave in your head, is the universe will always give you what you are and what energy you're putting out there, mm. right? And so what happens is what people believe is that if they're working for money, they're trying to tell the universe that they're focusing on money. Mm. But the truth is, if you're working for money, you're signaling to the universe that you don't have it. Because mm. only people who don't have money work for money. Right? Yeah. And so if you are working for money, it's because you don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the money, the universe is, is gonna is always st- give you yeah. more of who you are mm. or what you're asking it for. And if you're asking for more money because you don't have it, then it's gonna give you situations where you don't have money.
2: Man, I love that, man.
0: But when you forget like, 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 you know, you, you somebody who has money, I have money. but people have money, I say no to money all the time yes because i don't work for money yeah i only do things that i want to do and that's why i worked hard to get to the space so i could do things that i want to do and because i only do things that i want to do and i'm signaling to the universe i don't need money because i have it already it always gives me more
2: more of it yep you got you gotta enjoy what you You are doing. you gotta enjoy enjoy the journey and i like what you said because i was actually talking to my buddy it, we had a conversation about something like this, man. I tell people, for example, right? And I like the universe signaling thing that you're saying. It's because, like, think about it. People that save for rainy days, for example. Well, that's what happens, rainy day you're saving for rainy days, nice. and you're going to get rainy days. 100%. I always tell people, if you're saving, you got to change your mindset. Yes. Save to invest. Absolutely. Save because you're going to get opportunities to invest. Absolutely. Save for something positive. Never save for rainy days because you're going to get the rainy days. Yeah. You know? So, yes, yeah. the universe... Gives you what you're thinking about, or all the, what, time. Like, all the time. Never miss it. Never. There are some, and it doesn't matter what you believe in. Yeah. Whether you're Christian, Muslim, I don't care.
1: Yeah.
2: These are principles that work regardless. They just work regardless of what you believe in. Yeah. So, yeah, you gotta really, you're right, man. Like, you gotta be careful how you, what you signal to the universe. Yeah. What's, your, what's your outlook of the word? Because yeah. it, it comes back to you for and sure.
0: That, and, and that's why I wanted to kind of like bring that up. I, want, I wanna be clear mm-hmm. because there are people watching right now who are literally fighting for their limitations right they're listening to your story they're hearing your triumph and and in their head they're finding an excuse or a reason Mm -hmm. why it wouldn't work for them Mm. and guess what's going to happen it's not going to work for them
2: yes the question you got to ask yourself now is what if it works yeah like what's wrong with saying hey what if it works yeah you know like people always want to have a negative outlook to life but Ask yourself the question, like, okay, let's say it's not going to work, cool, that's cool, that's just the negative mindset, that's the, like I always say, that's the bullshit story you're telling yourself, why yeah. <laughs> right now you want to do what you're supposed to do, but what if it does work, it does, yeah. you know, my thing is, I think I, I got that from Neil. it has to work, or it has, it has to work, to work you know, and yeah. you're just going to have to try, look, yeah. failure actually, quote unquote failure, it's actually a part of success. Absolutely. I always tell people, you need to fail early anyway. Yeah. Even when I hire people on my team, by the way, I, t- I put them through a track, a training track, where I tell them, get all your mistakes out the way. Mm-hmm. I, like clearly, because in, in a year from now, you can be failing at the same things that we're doing earlier, so yep. you gotta fail early. So if you're serious about being an entrepreneur, not curious because you're on YouTube watching this, but if you're serious, you gotta be willing to fail. You gotta be willing to take some L's, you know, and then you remove the L you know he's gonna you know you're gonna end up learning yep. and then you're gonna earn you yeah. know so
0: And, and so now talk, talk to me about because you have a free community right yes um and that's one of the things you know i always say knowledge is the one thing you could give away without losing any um and that's why i love podcasts i love yeah. doing this show um because i every week i get the opportunity to teach mm-hmm. uh, and bring on you know people who can also teach uh, and people could could gain this knowledge yes. and by me teaching this knowledge or you teaching this knowledge, you don't lose any, you still have yes. the knowledge, but now you have just empowered somebody yes. uh, with information that they could use to kind of make, you know, take, take their life to the next level. Yes. Um, you know, not only have you become successful, uh, but you've decided to uh, create a community in which, um, you know, you can also give back. I don't even give back. I'm not even gonna say give back, because I, I'm learning yes. that there, there's power in language. Mm. Uh, and for me, I give, I, I never stole anything, I never mm-hmm. took nothing from nobody from where I come from. So I don't give back to my community, I give to my community, mm. right? And so you, you've been able to um, get to a space where you are giving, mm-hmm. right? You're giving to your community and you built a platform uh where it's a free community where people can learn talk about that
2: community so i created a community called the real estate deal deal makers so essentially it's a free community uh that people can join it's a discord group chat people can join we drop a lot of gems there we have calls you know we do zoom calls and that kind of stuff we just want to give you know like you said give to the community and um, yes, yeah, so it's called the real estate deal makers because we want to teach people how to look at deals from different angles. Yeah. You know, obviously not everybody has the same, have the same resources. Some people have more money than others. So we want to show all the avenues of real estate from wholesaling, creative financing, fix and flipping, um, some syndications, and buying multifamily. So people will be exposed to all that, mm-hmm. and even being a real estate agent. Yeah. So you're gonna be exposed to all that, all that, and people decide which you know routes they want to take. Yeah because you can only grow to what you're exposed to, you know, to the level of exposure you have. So this is just a community, I put people in a room where they can just learn. So again, if you wanna get tapped in, you can go to the com slash free chat, and you, you know, put your information and you get the invitation to join in.
0: Powerful, and we're gonna have the link in the description. Yes. Um, and, I, and I like what you said, that you could only grow at the level of your exposure. Yes. Um, what type of, um, Exposure, like how, how now, like this level, right? Yes. there's always a, another level. Another right? level. Yes. Right. When I, when 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 I was a five-figure earner, yeah, there was a six-figure level. There, when yes. I became a you know six-figure earner, I was a seven-figure. I became an eight-figure, like this. So even even now, you know, my personal focus uh, is building real estate portfolio, but then mm. also buying businesses, right? Mm. So I, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of Reginald Lewis, and yeah, um, you know, I'm looking forward to. Uh, doing a lot of like some mergers and acquisitions and, Mm -hmm. you know, building net worth through through buying businesses. Um, And so even for me, there's a next level where, you know, you know, I'm looking to have a $200 million valuation, if you will, Mm -hmm. right? What type of like, like who, who, or, or how are you sharpening your ax? How are you making sure that you are keeping yourself, like like you're, you're not the, the richest, right? Like like mm-hmm. you're in a space where, where, where you're being stretched to wanna get to that next level. Yeah. And what does that next level look like for you?
2: Man, I like, love all your questions, but I really love this question too. Um, so for me, it's, like, it always, it's really like being willing to pay to play. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the biggest investment that I ever made is not real estate, mm-hmm. it's myself. And I make that investment by allowing myself to be in certain rooms. Yeah. you know. And if it costs me $50,000, $20,000, $100,000, I don't care. Yeah. But I wanna be around people that are doing the things that I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. And guys, I'm telling you, like, it's very powerful. Yeah. Exposure is very powerful. Like, For example, um, I was doing real estate wholesaling and I wanted to teach real estate. I knew Will Rivera, for example, for a while, but we are not hanging out as much. But when I decided to be around him more, I really got on game to how to build my social media brand and how to teach people and make a lot of money online. That was through that relationship because I was around it. By the way, that was my friend, but I paid him Mm -hmm. to teach me that. I could have taken advantage of the friendship, but I was like, look, man, when you pay, you pay attention. So I want to make sure I take this seriously. Tell me how much I wrote you a check Mm -hmm. and it was done. And he exposed me to something that also made me 10 times the money or even much more than what I paid him. When I wanted to get into multifamily properties, I saw that there was a guy, Ed Bolden in town that was buying a lot of apartments. He has like a hundred million dollars plus worth of real estate. And I asked him literally in a DM, I was like, how much it is, I will pay you, you know, because I want to get in that room, you know, because I wanted to buy apartments. And I made the sacrifice to pay whatever it was. And I got in that room. And literally two months after being around him, I bought my first building. Because not only exposed me to some secret lenders that do deals that you can't find on YouTube, Like you really cannot YouTube and Google your way to wealth. You know, there are certain things that people actually do that you can, you're gonna only get it if you pay them. Or you get in the same room as them, so. That's, that's that. And the next level for me, man, is really, I want 10,000 doors, man. -hmm. So now I need to be in the same room as Grant Cardone. I need to be in the same room with big real estate syndicators to figure out how to structuring the deals so they can still be wealthy and, you know, and, and own that many properties. So look, it comes down to just pay to play and get in a room. That's what it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. And, and, you know, you know, we literally have given the blueprint, right? Because, um, and, and talk, talk, you know, I, I do want to you to know, talk about the importance of starting from where you are,
2: because
0: mm. I think a lot of people um, hear all of this, mm. right? They watch, you know, other people who are doing their thing, mm-hmm. and they they look at where they are as the, as their starting point. Mm. And then get disappointed when they're not getting the results. Mm. When there's, there's you got to start where you are, yeah. right? Like, like, like you had to start getting fired from jobs. Yes. And then from from getting fired from jobs, you then had to start by wholesaling on mm. the grind. Yeah. You know, day in day out, you had to start by assembling teams. Mm-hmm. and 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 creating systems which is not easy yeah you you had to start and and even the 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 risk right like you know and i know i just actually talk about start, you know started but but um i do want to pivot a little bit because like isn't there like do you have a level of anxiety or a level of like when you when you're asking people to to borrow their money Mm -hmm. so you could get into a deal and this is not small money. This is yes. big money. What, like, what type of um, energy, or what type, mm-hmm. like, how do you feel um, knowing that that people are trusting you with this mm-hmm. money? And the truth is, anything could potentially go wrong. With the, with the property. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, how do you get past that fear of you know, tr- you know, uh, of, of of being on the hook for, for so much money?
2: So I'm not a big fan of gambling, but I can. Definitely bet on myself. Yeah, you know yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Like I think I think that I'm crazy enough to even put myself in that kind of situation. You know, yeah. so it's kind of like you know I think uh, Steve Jobs said it: stay crazy, stay crazy, or stay foolish, stay hungry, or something like that. So yeah. that's really what it comes to. Like I think that I have a little crazy in me yeah. that I just strongly believe that things are always going to work out, yeah. but that crazy in me also knows that I may fail. Mm. So there's no guarantee in this thing. You know, there's absolutely no guarantee in this, in anything, by the way, if you start a business, I don't care, selling water, there's no guarantee that this thing is going to be around, you know, but you just got to be crazy enough to believe in yourself and and your vision, because that belief transfers into your investors, your partners, Mm -hmm. because in fact, they're not investing in the deals, Mm -hmm. they're investing in me they investing in my vision and they know like, man, like Benny sounds like you really believe in whatever he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that come through, you know, I want to see him make it happen. Yeah. So that's what it's supporting. So absolutely, I mean, look, man, this is scary. Yeah. You know, every time I have a conversation with a partner and they put money on the table, they write me a check. Yeah. I know that. Look, man, I took somebody's hard-earned money. Yeah. They may have a family. Yeah. This may be money. Their, you know, kids' savings for college. Yeah. That's the kind of load that I put on me. Yeah. You know, so I gotta keep, first keep a good name out there. Yeah. So I gotta do whatever is possible yeah. to make sure that I perform for them. Mm-hmm. They get paid back, and I can keep the asset for myself as well. You know,
0: and and, and in that craziness, right? Mm-hmm. You got that craziness you talk about. Um, does that crazy person? create a contingency plan just in case you fail.
2: Yes. So I have a few assets that are not necessarily like um, in the hook with debt and that kind of stuff. So I always, every contract that I sign, I always collateralize Mm. my assets. Because clearly there gotta be an exit plan, you know? And I also buy really good deals. You know, like the kind of, I'm very picky in the kind of deals I buy. I may have grown so fast because I'm just exposed to a lot of opportunities, Mm -hmm. but, every deal I buy has so much equity that I can always sell Mm. for a profit at any given time. Like, man, I'm gonna tell you like, I can buy a $6 million property that's current ARV as is, it's already a $7 million. Mm. Not current ARV, I'm sorry, current value as is, is a $7 million, $8 million. So if I have a million dollars that I gotta pay people back, I can get a loan, line of credit against the equity that I already have before I give in the before I even, I'm even stable with the assets. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I, I have a few exit plans. Yeah, of yeah. course, you gotta have take, calculate the risk. Yeah. Um, but sometimes even those exit plans may not work. Right, right. You know, there's right. always the risk of hey, what if I can't really sell on time? Right. What if nobody wanna give me what I thought I was gonna get? Right. You know, but yes, but I have yeah. a few assets that I have no debt on them, yeah. that I always try to uh, collateralize.
0: But the focus is always you gotta work
2: or I gotta work. But, the, but deals, yeah, so look, my mindset, focused. yeah, it's yeah. on paper. I just take care of the paperwork to make yeah. sure everybody's comfortable. Like, hey, we're taking this money from you. we we'll give you back in a year or two years. Right. Here's the safety net. You know, these are the collateral. Yeah. If anything goes wrong, want are keep my name clean, right? Absolutely. You want to be a good investor. Absolutely. But, I don't think in my mind that, hey, we're going to do this and then things are going to fail. Right, 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 I'm right. going to have to pay you. That's not how it works. Yeah, I'm right. thinking, hey, man, this is how we're going to take it right. and this is how That's we're going to take Absolutely. it. That's it. Absolutely. So and it's always worked that way, you yeah. know, and yeah. thank yeah. God I've been blessed. Yeah. Like you say, like my my what a signal to the universe mm-hmm. is always that, hey, look, I want to be a good investor. I want to perform on this deal. The money is going to take care of itself Absolutely. and it always works. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. yeah,
0: I love it. I love it. All right, so what 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 advice? uh would you get right now um so a lot of a lot of our insiders um you know work nine to five yes. um make a lot of money mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how they could invest that money to mm-hmm. uh you know build wealth for themselves mm-hmm. um or they might be transitioning to entrepreneurship yes. and, and wanting to figure out how to like fully jump into entrepreneurship what advice do you have uh, for our insiders
2: yeah, so um, if you have a job, it's great because your job can be your first investor, you know, because we think, you know, I'm talking about getting other people's money. Your job can be the money, you know, because you're trading your time for money, so you might as well use that to invest, you know? And I think that if you have a job or you have another business, you should absolutely look into real estate because real estate comes with a lot of advantages. Beyond the cash flow and all the, you know, the beautiful things we talk about, appreciation and all the stuff, real estate is the only industry that has, that offers the kind of tax advantage that it does. Mm-hmm. So there is this tax benefit called depreciation. Mm-hmm. And within that tax benefit of depreciation, there is cost segregation, which al- allows you essentially to write off future expensive mm-hmm. expenses over 27 years for single family or 39 years for commercial. Mm-hmm. You can write off 39 years of expenses today. Mm-hmm. You can take them within five years, seven years. Yeah. So if you have a business that's making you a lot of money, right if you have a business that's making a lot of money a job that's making a lot of money and you got to pay uncle Sam money that's literally money that's going away anyway i would rather take that money that you're supposed to pay in taxes invest it in real estate so you can start writing off your you know uh your 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 you know your tax bill right because people got mad at donald trump for paying seven hundred dollars in you know personal in uh tax income i was like I mean, dude owns billions of dollars in really sort of... How, how the hell are you expecting him to pay taxes? Right. You know, America was built on real estate. Yeah. You know, you will see that every... Person that made money back in the days, they all own real estate. You know, so the tax the tax code is so advantageous for real estate. So yeah, so if you have a job, guys, look into real estate. Either you can follow me, you know, reach out to me. I can talk. To, I can talk you into you can get into your first investment property, or just do your research. And I really hope that everybody can buy real estate. You know, not only for tax advantages, also for the generational wealth. Yeah. You know.
0: There you have it, y'all. Benny Fuelo in the building. He Let's has go. helped you listen, I'm telling you, this was a powerful interview. Please rewind this bad boys behind this, right? Please rewind this. Uh, there's a lot of game that was, that was shared, that was given. Um, all excuses have gone out the window. Um, and you have to join his free community, connect with him learn how he was able to do it uh where
2: can you find the uh the, the free community again? so if you go on my instagram right now b f w e l o that's my ig on my bio you can click it you'll see the opportunity to join my free community or you can simply go to realestatedealmakers.com slash free chat you get in there this is no bullshit chats. you get in there i'm there talking to you we can we can chop it up you know?
0: Alright y'all, there you have it Make sure you follow my guy Benny Fuello We are closing out the vault Another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash The greatest money mindset show On the planet Make sure you join us in the abundance community We got some behind the scenes Footage of you know, of, you know Benny giving us some more gems That we did not talk about on the show So make sure y'all go to join the Abundance Community, AbundanceCommunity.org. Me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, I am Ash Cash.com. Follow me on all social media platforms at I am Ash Cash. I will see you next time on Inside the Vault. Make sure you follow Inside the Vault as well. Inside the Vault, uh, everywhere. But I'll see you next time. Same time, same place. In God's will.
2: Let's go.
0: Peace, y'all.